As I've mentioned before, uh, in regards to sharing devotionals with you all, uh, it's always a, a blessing and I enjoy doing it. So thankful for the opportunity. And we've been doing a series and growing in prayer at our church. And so I get to just choose a message that I've already preached to my church. And I was trying to decide which one. And I just was burdened to share a message or a, a devotional on worshiping the Lord in our prayer. And uh, it's very easy when we're in the middle of life that when we go to prayer, we're focused on things that we desire for the Lord to do for us and asking and requesting. And of course, he welcomes us to do that. He invites us to do that. Uh, but a large aspect of our prayer, in fact, I think what the majority of our prayer life should be is just worshiping God and giving adoration to him and praising him. And that's why I want to consider just a couple verses in First Chronicles 29 uh, from King David. So the context is David desired to build the temple for God. And most of you, I'm sure, know this story, right? And God told him no. And God gives him an answer that uh, David was not expecting and was not looking for, uh, and that his, so his son, Solomon, uh, would build the temple. But David then began preparing the way for David, or for Solomon, his son, to build the temple. And this resulted in the people's response of an incredible outpouring, if we were to look at the first nine verses of First Chronicles 29. For time's sake, we won't look at that. But then what I want us to focus on is David's response uh, to this outpouring, uh, this offering from the people. In verse 10, it says, So David blessed the Lord in the sight of all the assembly. And David said... See, this was a public act of worship and adoration. It was corporate. It was gathered together, and David did it with uh, his fellow countrymen. And he says this, Blessed are you, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. God of Israel, our Father. You see, he's pointing out the faithful love uh, that he has shown throughout the generations. Uh, that this God was the God of Jacob, the father of Israel, and delivered Israel from Egypt, and he continues to bless them. And of course, we could account all of the incredible miracles that God had performed for Israel in delivering them and sustaining them into the promised land. He says that he is their father, uh, their God uh, of their father forever and ever. See, he attributes uh, to God his eternity, his everlastingness. Amen. Forty twenty-eight. he says, do you not know, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired. His understanding is unsearchable. And Psalm 90 verse 1 says, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations before the mountains were born, where you gave birth to the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. See, our God is an everlasting God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we ought to praise him and worship him for that. He continues in verse 11, and he says, Yours, Lord, is greatness. He himself is great. He's far above all else, as well as his actions, what he does. He does great and mighty things, as Mary says, as she magnifies the Lord, for the mighty one has done a great thing, uh, and uh, great things for me. And he also attributes to God power. As God speaks with Job, he declares his power and points it out by speaking of this, the sea creature Leviathan. And he says, can you drag out Leviathan with a fish hook? Can you 
pressed down his tongue with a rope. And of course, we could not. Yet God made such a powerful creature. Isaiah 40, verse 12 says, uh, Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and measured the heavens with a span? See, our God is incredibly powerful, incredibly vast. And we can come to him and recognize this as we pray. Not only is greatness and power uh, the Lord's, but also the glory is the Lord's. And it uh, made me think when I was trying to think of an illustration for this, uh, maybe I'm guessing many of you have seen beautiful sunsets. And as Stephen mentioned earlier on, I'm currently in the New York City area and we live on a hill. We actually have uh, out of our kitchen window, a beautiful view of the New York City skyline and it's west of us. So the sun sets behind the skyline and we've had some very beautiful uh, sunsets with the setting looking out that window and we could call it glorious in a sense. And of course there are certain ones that have stuck out far beyond other sunsets and God in this way is uniquely excellent above and beyond anything or anyone else we have ever and will ever see or experience. And therefore he has all the glory and he deserves all the glory from us. He also has the victory. As we continue on in the verse, Christ gave his life. Uh, he was buried and then he rose again. Therefore, God um, God does and will have all the victory. As 1 Corinthians 15 says, death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin. And the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So we as believers actually get to share and benefit from this victory, which God has. He also has the majesty. He is, he is the king. He is royal. He is sovereign above all else. He sits on his throne as the angels cry out his praises. So we too, as we come before the throne, not to cry out and rejoice in praising him as he sits upon his throne, as he is majesty. He is king. It says, indeed, everything that is in the heavens and on the earth, yours is the dominion, Lord. He holds dominion over all things. We surely don't, right? Um, I've learned as I've gotten a little older that all I have to do is sleep wrong and I can barely move in the morning, right? Um, you roll out of bed the wrong way and we, we can't control things. We are not powerful, but God is. He has dominion over all things. He is in control. Our lives are but a vapor. We can't control our health. We can't control our strength, our work, our families, but he never sleeps nor slumbers and all things are in his care and in his power. We can trust and worship him for this. It says that he exalts himself as head over all. Now this of course to us sounds self-serving, but he is the creator. Uh, when one recognizes that God is the creator and he is what is best for us, then we want him to be exalted. We want him to exalt himself and is actually service to us. Both riches and honor come from you, verse 12. Anything you have is a gift from God. Very breath that you breathe in to speak forth a prayer is a gift from God. Every moment that you have to be able to gather together each day that we come together for this is a gift from God. Everything that we have comes from God's gracious hand and he rules over all. Anything that happens, happens by God's working as Daniel 2.21 points out. Uh, he who changes the times and the periods 
Uh, it says he removes kings and appoints kings. He gives wisdom to wise men and knowledge to people of understanding. And in your hand is power and might. And it lies in your hand to make great and to strengthen everyone. So in speaking to Israel in Isaiah 41, verse 10, it says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will also help you. I will also uphold you with my righteous right hand. So too, in Ephesians, we are told that he uses his power to bring us to spiritual life and to work in us his will. See, God, as we come to him, is the very one who enables us to do anything in service to him and continue on in our lives. And this comes to the conclusion of what David says here in verse 13. Now, therefore, because of all these wonderful attributes of God, because of all these wonderful things and truths about God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. So my call today and uh, this afternoon for us to do together is to just worship God in prayer, that we would come rejoicing in who he is and his character and what he's done for us, that we would thank him for all that he is and all that he's done, and that we would praise, adore, and worship him and him alone.